This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil. I've got some guests in the uh, studio. Uh, I think I'm going to mainly hear from one of them, and it is from the organization that we talk a lot about, especially when I'm on the air, the three-hour drive, the American Experiment. used to be the Center for the American Experiment, and they came to town today. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, Bill Walsh, the uh, Director of Communications, he is in the house. Bill, how are you, sir? I'm great. Great to be here. You're on the road. Wow, quite the tour. We are. This is, uh, I think, week three of our tour. I'm not doing all of the presentations, okay. but this week I've got some duty. Uh, we were in, uh, i got to get it right, Hinkley, Duluth, Grand Rapids, Bemidji today. Yeah. Uh, we're Brainerd, Brainerd St. Cloud tomorrow, and that's okay. our week. And then we've done a lot of a lot of them in the suburbs down in the Twin Cities. But, yeah, yeah. we try to get around the state. We do events. Uh, not many people are doing live events, so we like to fill a room with real people and be live. We think that's way better than Zoom. We think it's way better than sending an email. The connections we make. Uh, we're one of the few organizations in the state and few organizations like us around the country that do events. We did 46 events last mm. year. That's almost one per week. Yeah. Well, the organization has grown. Do you not say the Center for anymore? No, we say Center of. Center of. It's the okay, Center sorry. of the American Experiment. Think Center of America. <laughs> okay. That's where it comes from. Well, in, in is it just Minnesota? I had some people asking me that today. and We have just recently, last year, grown into North Dakota. So we okay. have American okay. Experiment North Dakota and the center of the American experiment here in Minnesota. So those two yeah. states, a lot of our work, though, can be applied nationally. We do a lot of That's writing in uh, education and, and, and energy, especially. Our energy work is really a national message when you get into the renewables and climate change yeah. and things like that. Well, the tour is called Off the Cliff. And, of course, we're reflecting on the legislative session, which was awful. Uh, we've talked about it a lot here on QFM. The left had the trifecta, and they passed a lot of stuff. And, you know, like you were saying, Bill, in the presentation today, they say these grandiose words, you know, history-making and stupendous or whatever. But like you said, it depends on which way you look at things here. Right. We named the, the tour Off the Cliff, uh, Minnesota's Legislative Nosedive, but also the climb back to sanity. And so we tried to offer some hope. I mean, yes, a lot of the things they did, uh, really took us off a cliff fiscally. You know, yes. they spent a lot of money. Uh, the policy agenda, um, and you saw the presentation today. American Experiment for thirty years. We have not really been a in the social issues uh, arena. We're more of an economic free market based uh, think tank. Yeah, uh, we we could not ignore that this year. And so you you saw us take, talking today about abortion and about the trans refuge bill because that was a big part of how they took us off the cliff and really, yeah. really taking the state in a different direction. And the hopeful message that we gave is that we do a lot of polling. Uh, at our organization. And I can tell you that even though they went off the cliff policy-wise, the state is not with them. The yeah. public does not support the agenda that was just passed. So if, you're, if you think you're driving down the road and you think I'm the only one that thinks this way, why is everybody around me so so different? You're not. You're in the majority if you believe yeah. that. And in some cases, even Democrats don't agree with what actually took place. I do appreciate that you guys have gone uh, into the social arena somewhat now. Those are real biblical issues is how we look at them. You know, when you're looking at children and families and the transgender, the, the mutilation stuff going on. And uh, we'll talk about that in a bit about how the left views it as tourism now, which is just crazy. And then the whole abortion situation. We are literally so pro-abortion in the state, uh, you know, rivaling North Korea, for goodness right. sake. There's no other state that has the kind of regime we have related to abortion. We, we, the legislature, I say we, the legislature eliminated 
all restrictions on abortion that have been placed yeah. in place over the years, over the decades. With bipartisan support, Democrats and Republicans have put limits on abortion over the years that have been allowed under the previous Roe v. Wade decision. All of that has been erased from law. Um, you know, you're looking at your shirt, your life, God's truth. I mean, yeah. it's it's really about truth. And what what are we telling people? Um, you know, there's a lot of compassion on the Democrat side. It's like, well, I, I'm, I'm empathetic for their situation. But there's there's compassion and empathy in delivering the truth. And exactly. we think there's a lot of a lack of truth at the Capitol uh, this year. Definitely. That's what you guys really pursue, isn't it? At the American experiment is truth. Right. It's we do research. We are fact based. Yeah. We have data. Uh, And then we write and try to connect and get that word out. Yeah. Well, you know, you gave a lot of bad news as you started your presentation. And a lot of us were there. And in some ways, you know, (laughs) we commiserate together about the bad news and we get worked up and just, you know, what can we do about it? What can we we, we're angry, you know, in some ways and kind of righteous anger about the direction things are going. Some of those polling things, it was so interesting because you take like the paid family leave bill, Mm -hmm. which is going to cost us. A lot of money. It's really unsustainable. You used that word a few times. They hired 400, or there will be, going to be. 400 new state employees to run this thing. And so when it comes to the polling and you ask people about, is it a good thing? Well, walk us through that, because that well, was sure. really when you, interesting. When you ask Minnesotans, should we provide paid family leave for uh, families when they have a pregnancy or want to care for a loved one of up to 12 weeks, where you get partially your salary... There's, there's support for that. Yeah. I think we came in at 74% of Minnesotans yeah, support that. Why not? I mean, that sounds great. And uh, Minnesotans are compassionate, empathetic. And so they say yes. But when we ask the next question, okay, you support paid family leave. Would you still support it if you knew it created a new bureaucracy yeah. at if the you state? you knew the truth. With 400, right, yeah. the truth. With yeah. 400 new employees. Would you still support it if you knew that if there's going to be a 0.7% tax on every employee and every employer because that's what it takes to fund it? Then support drops dramatically. Dramatically. Minnesota, okay. So that, that tells us our job is communication. We yeah. just need to communicate with fellow Minnesotans about what these policies really mean when they're fully enacted. Get past the headline. Get past the soundbite. And uh, we have a lot of optimism and faith that we can do that. You gave a lot of examples like that where something on the surface looks like this. Oh, yeah, I'd be in favor of that. But then when they are faced with the reality of what it means, not just the fiscal cost, but other costs to the state, it flips. And so, like you say, that is a glimmer of hope. But the, the problem where we still struggle with the hope, Bill, is they still did it. You know, they still have all this power, even though the margins are slim, right? In the House and Senate, in all reality, the margins are very slim, but they still did it. And now they have another legislation, uh, legislative session coming next year, which they're probably going to pass even more bad stuff. So can we hang in there? I I don't know. know? Again, I'm I'm a bit (laughs) of an optimist, but I'm thinking about it. Um, They go back in February. Now, they, they if you witness the legislative session, they, they, they built a lot of momentum. I called it like euphoric momentum. Oh. And it was really a small group of members of the House pushing a lot of this agenda. Um, and, they, and then the rest of the Democrats in the House and the Senate and the governor had no choice but to go along. They built such strong momentum. Remember how fast they were moving? Oh, it was unbelievable. And, and they really played their whole hand. And I think and that was, again, we, we called our presentation off the cliff on purpose. So I think they did go off the cliff. And I think now that they've been back in their districts, the euphoria is gone. The, the bills are passing. The press is writing about all of the ramifications. There's, there's, it's going to take a long time to unpack yeah. all that they did. That's part of our tours, unpacking that. 
I think when they show up back in February, I think we could have a session of moderation where that were the level headed ones that are in districts that are maybe not so uh, one sided yeah. are going to say, man, this we did too much. They'll be the th- public yeah. is is recoiling. I'm getting feedback at the grocery store. I don't I could again, I'm an optimist. Um, I think they're done with the agenda. And I think. You know, we don't do electoral politics. We don't do who you vote for or anything. But if I was just to commentate on the next election, I think the the agenda that they, they drove and passed is enough for the other side to run against and win. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope so. You know, because, again, they went really far. So you're saying there could be a little bit of a snapback. That does make sense because they are facing election, you know, at the end of next year as or well. Or it could be so. a short session where not much gets done. It's boring yeah. and out they go, which which is every day they're not in session is a good day for the we, taxpayers we, in Minnesota. We need to pray for that. <laughs> ah, that. That is for sure. Well, you know, you're doing this tour and you're getting a lot of feedback from people more than you expected or, or what? Uh, the numbers we're receiving are more than we expected. We did a tour a few years ago on critical race theory, and it was kind of an emerging issue in schools yeah. and what's happening. And that thing blew up, and we had huge crowds. So we didn't think we had another issue that hot. And we, this was the best thing to do in our, our kind of our summer tour was to yeah. unpack the legislative session. I've been surprised at the support. Uh, we had walk-ins today in both locations that, you know, and we, we love walk-ins. I mean, if you, you don't sign up, that's great. Just yeah. come in. We had plenty of room, plenty of food. I walked in. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, the support has been surprising. Um, yeah. And then the conversations afterwards and the feedback afterwards has been really good. Well, you know, we're looking at Iowa, for example. We're looking at North and South Dakota and the positive things that are going on there for the family and the economy. You gave an interesting stat about Iowa. You know, Kim Reynolds, the governor there, is doing an amazing job. They just mm-hmm. passed school choice. Yep. What's the deal with their tax rate in Iowa again? That was amazing. Yeah, uh, just a few years ago, 2018, it was 8.9%, their highest rate uh, on the income tax. It's on its way down to a flat rate of 3.9 uh, by 2026. Wow. So they they've they have a trifecta uh, with the other party in yeah. Iowa, and they're using it to lower tax rates, which is going to grow their GDP, which is going to grow their economy. It's going to make it harder for Minnesotans to compete with Iowans. Uh, All good. All good things. But the point is, just south of us, politics can Mm. change. Election cycles change. Don't give up. Stay in fight. What worries me the most, though, and how was the first question, is none of those states have a Twin Cities Mm -hmm. metro area. That is such a crazy melting pot you know uh, many many immigrants have come in we've got lots of illegals in the twin cities who now can drive who now get free college free health care all those kinds of things we're like a magnet and the governor loves it yep and so there's a lot of us that are saying i don't know about that hope that you have but there, there are issues where we can connect um school choice is is the favorite one i mean yeah. we, we we have huge groups of somali families that come out for school choice uh, events that we do uh, they're very concerned about about education um there are yeah. there are social issues where where we can connect uh again um energy the cost of energy i mean really hits disproportionately hits lower income families yeah because you know we've all got to pay for the for the electric bill no matter how much money we make you still got to pay the for the for the heat and the, and the electricity and the and the air conditioning so we've done some outreach there too so i think the issue set is there we just have to work hard and communicate school choice uh you gave an amazing polling stat that you guys have done just recently right right may may of this year we are we're up to 74 percent for school 
school choice in the state of Minnesota. Unbelievable. Uh, 60% of Democrats in Minnesota support school choice. And we use the wording for our question in our poll. And we do a we do a poll every quarter. It's 500 Minnesotans. It's a mix of landlines and cell phones. And it's got the plus or minus uh, rate of 4.8%. Sure. It's a, you know, we have a professional pollster that does this. Um, we asked a national poll question on school choice. We wanted to really know the right answer to the, to the most fair question. And it's the first time we've done that. We got 74% in Minnesota that support it. So wow. very encouraging. That's the one big thing in education we haven't tried. We yeah. just haven't tried real school choice in Minnesota. And it's not about so much the families that can take advantage of it and get to a better or, or uh, a better school for their kids. We believe it does raise all boats and it will improve the quality and the academic excellence of all kids in Minnesota. Not all kids are going to be able to avail themselves to school choice. Most kids, huge majority of kids, will still be in the public school system. We want to make the public school system better yeah. by adding that just that tipping point of competition from school choice that makes it all happen. The teachers' unions seem to be incredibly powerful, and it's mainly the leadership. I know we've got some wonderful teachers in the QFM area that are in that union, although we've said a few times, really, maybe it's time to get out of the union what is the deal with this teachers union? Because they, they're, of course, not in favor of it. We have a piece in our, our last magazine, not the current one, uh, Thinking Minnesota, that talked about Education Minnesota, the state's teachers union, has opposed every major education reform in the history of the state, essentially. Yeah. We went back to the 80s. We went back to Rudy Perpich and open enrollment. We were the first state in the country to just have open enrollment, kind of an early choice mm-hmm. thing. Um, charter schools. We were the first in the country to do charter schools. All these, and these were Democrats and Republicans working together on education reform over the years. The teachers' union strongly against every time there's a reform. Some of them pass, some of them don't pass. School choice, they've been managed to not pass yeah. so far because of their, their opposition. But it's something you can overcome, um, absolutely. Um, there's people, that people optimism are opting again. Out of the, they're opting <laughs> out of the union at high rates. Uh, oh, we they talk are. To, oh, yeah. We talk to okay. teachers every year. We help them opt out of the out of the out of the union. That's one of our initiatives um, since the Janus decision uh, from the Supreme Court that kind of allows that. Uh, we talked to a teacher today who both a husband and wife teachers here in this area that have opted out of the union. Hmm. So interesting. Well, I want to circle back before you go, because, again, these issues of abortion and families, the, the trans thing. I mean, again, we feel for people that are struggling with identity for whatever reason. But what they did in this legislation, legislative session is just uh, abhorrent. It really is. And is it true that the governor is actually saying that the fact that we have all of that in Minnesota is going to help with tourism? Yeah, I thought it was a throwaway line, but he's used it many times. When, when he's been challenged on people leaving the state of Minnesota yeah. and what are you going to do to attract people to Minnesota, he goes there first. Well, we've got great abortion laws and we treat women right because we allow them abortion up until the moment of birth. You know, And we have this trans refuge state now, so we're going to attract families with those issues. I, I just think, first of all, the numbers aren't going to be there. It's absurd to think that people are making moving decisions based on that and also yeah. kind of sick, Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, both on that, on that side sick. also on his side to Demonic. think that that's, that's a tourism effort from the governor. Go to, go to Minnesota Tourism's website. They have campaigns yeah. uh, based on this. And in terms of that's, what, that's how they're reaching out and marketing our state, showing, showing the Pride Festival in Minneapolis in the videos Attra- trying to attract people to the state. Forget forget Bemidji and the lakes, yeah. you know, and the, and the beautiful waters and tourism that way. Wow, Paul so tourism is, is, is uh, abortion and trans refuge. It's mm. wow. strange but true. Bill, good to have you uh, here in Bemidji. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I went to one of your 
annual big events in the cities that uh, resort there by Crown College. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Molly Hemingway was oh, the yes, uh, yes. speaker that year. And you guys are just doing great things. And Mike is here, too. He's the Greater Minnesota Outreach Coordinator. Thank you for what you're doing, Micah, as well. The, real quick, you have a magazine. Tell us about some of the things so, that you guys offer. Thinking Minnesota, a quarterly magazine. It is free. Okay. Just go to uh, AmericanExperiment.org and find the magazine and sign up. Um, it's about truth. It's it's full of truth. It's kind of our best content of the quarter and some new stuff that isn't on our website. Uh, put into a magazine format. It's an easy read. It's a fun read. It's very, very well laid out. We're really proud of our production of that of that magazine. And there's always a poll in it. So you get the latest polling results quarterly in Thinking Minnesota magazine. Okay. AmericanExperiment.org. Correct. Correct. AmericanExperiment.org. God bless you, Mr. Bill Walsh. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, thank you. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.